welcome everybody to episode 10 from Frank and Paul's BS Time, as we love to BS. Right, Paul? That's right. That's right. We love to BS, and um, I also would like to say that we have some really good up up and coming podcasts that you should uh, look for. We have uh, we're going to do a really good one on Roe versus Wade, and I'm going to actually try to make that one a live podcast if I could figure out <clears throat> how to do it. And we're going to have type one diabetes. And in our conspiracy zone, we had a request to BS about the flat Earth, even though I know Paul doesn't want to do that one. But, <laughs> but uh, we had a fan request, so I feel obligated that we have to do it. That fan, that fan should tune in, be online with us when we do it. Well, yeah, well, maybe I. Well, we got. I got to figure out how to do this whole live thing, but yeah, th- yeah, that'll okay. be pretty fun. And we also have a guest with us today. Paul, would you like to introduce our guest? Jane Doe, man. Jane Doe is back. And, Hi, uh, Jane Doe. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Glad to have you back. I thought you needed a woman's perspective on today's topic. Of course. Did I even say today's topic? No, you didn't, you didn't say what it was, man. What's today's topic, Paul? It is online dating, and all three of us are experts on it. Experts. Uh, is what happens. And Jane Doe and I met online, and uh, it worked out pretty good for us, so... Awesome. Uh, and actually, for Frank, same thing. Yeah. It worked out. Yes, I met my wife on, uh, was Cupid at the time. Okay. I don't think they're around. I think it's a different name now. No, but, I think, uh, you don't think, I thought Cupid was still around. Okay, it, it, Cupid. Okay, Cupid. But yeah, yeah. when I was on it, it was just Cupid. Cupid, okay, yeah. okay. So it probably changed names yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about online dating. Okay. So what do you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> It's fun, right? Online dating is I fun. I thought it was. And I, I just pulled up some statistics. We can start a little bit on there. And um, supposedly 40% of uh, Americans use online dating. 20% of the committed relationships, which is a fifth, you know, is uh, started on online dating. And nice. 7% of marriages have uh, started on online dating, which I thought was a lot. Um, that is, yeah, it is. Yeah. Quite a bit. And some of the main sites are eHarmony was one. They have 1.2 million interactions every month. 1.2 uh, million? 1.2 million. And better yet, Match has 3.2 million per <laughs> much. Um, and uh, there's uh, some of the others are, are a little bit lower, um, 900,000 per month. But, yeah, it's, that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot, I think. Uh, our time was the one that was 900000 per month. Wow. And that's for people over 50. Okay. And then you have all these sites that are geared for different stuff, um, different age groups. Um, some of them maybe are hookup sites too. <laughs> maybe Bumble and uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe one. Uh, but yeah, almost any group you want. They have religious ones. Um, yeah, whatever. whatever you, they had one for... Farmer Jane Doe. What was it? you had a friend? Oh, on far- oh f- only uh, f- only farmers. Apparently, that was a big disaster. Though okay. we won't talk about that one. <laughs> hey, farmers are hip. They know how to work. I'm they, got, they got a job, and uh, they're probably sincere. So, but yeah, online farmers are out there. Online farmers. Yeah. Hey, everybody needs love. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It can be male or female too. So, well, I have. You know me. I love it. This is my favorite part. I have. A ton of statistics. Okay. So why don't we go over statistics? Go. 
go, later. Go, go. We'll go oh, over later. Those later. Okay. Okay. Let's, okay, let's that's talk fine. about the actual online dating. Okay. Okay. So, what, how was your experience? Tell me your experience. Jane Doe, you want to go first? Do you first? want me to start? Well, yeah, sure. I'm probably the most efficient online dater you will ever find. Efficient? Efficient, yes. I was online twice. First of all, I came to online dating after divorcing. So I think we have to recognize where we were in the life cycle and in, in the dating phase when we came to online dating. But I had been in a relationship for 24 or so years, uh, got divorced wanted to start a new one and where do you even start it's not it's not so easy to meet people it used to be when i was younger you True. went to a club or you met someone at work but you or get school. older you kind of have your routine and it's hard to meet new people so i actually came to online dating the first time because one of my children put me online uh, but did you she, know yeah yeah oh, okay. she said mom you should date and there's this here this there's a free easy site and it happened to be tinder oh. i did not know, i did not know oh, what tinder was boy, i did not oh, know apparently with the younger crowd it's not quite such a hookup site as with the older crowd so i was quite <laughs> confused uh and i was only on for about 10 days uh and i actually met two people for coffee and ended up in a couple year long relationship with the second one and was slightly offended by any number of online, <laughs> uh, not altercations, but, um, you know, conversations until I, and then I figured out, oh, this isn't the site for me, but I had already <laughs> met someone I kind of liked whose son put him on. So oh. neither one of us realized what that site was. And then when that relationship ran its course, I tried again and I said, let me get on a paying site. And I went on match and I was on match for eight days. Eight days. Eight days. Eight days in which time I met a couple of decent people, but Paul was by far the winner for a lot of reasons. Um, but, Yay, go Paul! But yeah, so 10 days once for a two and a half year relationship and eight days for a four plus year relationship. And really, I had good experiences with it, which is not everyone's tale to tell, but sure. I didn't have any nightmare scenarios. Oh, I, I screened pretty carefully before I actually met anyone. That's so that great. was that was my start into it. We can get more into it later, but let's hear how how you guys came to it and how long you okay. were on. Okay. Well, well, go ahead. You want to go ahead, Frank? Go, well, you go first. Well, to tandem on what you were saying there, I wonder, you know, I, they, they have all kinds of statistics out there, but I always believe that women, in my opinion, have an easier time than men. I, I felt it was very easy. I have to say that I have a, a Facebook group um, that I check in with now and then. Uh, I call it the Angry Middle-Aged Women Group. <laughs> it's not the name of it, really. Hey, you should and have a podcast like, with us. It sounds like everybody has a miserable time. I did not. I had a blast. <laughs> I prepared myself going okay. on. And, okay. You know, maybe we could talk about that later. Maybe, but, yeah. But the women that I've heard of said, no, they have a harder, they've really had a hard time, particularly older women, the 50 plus women okay. where you're not so desirable anymore. Well, I age. think that's the thing. I think most men are, well, let's face it. A lot of them are on there just to find young chicks and do their <laughs> dirty work, I guess. I, 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 it was not my experience, but. But, you know, I did accept that, that it was older men, that men were looking for a women 10 to 15 years younger than them. And that's okay. If you're in shape, that's okay. That comes with Oh, they have certain... to be in shape. 
Of course. <laughs> okay. I'm in shape. I want the guy I'm with to be in shape. <laughs> well, we know Paul's in shape. Yep, he is. He, he is. is. He's very active. He's more active than I am, and he's older than I am. Yeah, he's he's in the best shape of anybody I know. But but I do later in the podcast want to talk about things to watch out for and sure. for the older crowd sure. because women are really setting themselves up for a lot of hardships Absolutely. when they make their choices. <clears throat> but first off, I want to hear you know well, how how long were you guys on and what was your experience? Go ahead, Paul. Okay, I came out of a 30-year relationship, and I was totally clueless about dating or anything like that, so I gave it a try. I had a rough time. I was on there for probably five years, okay? Um, and um, I just never met anybody that we connect- I connected with. And, um, you know, kind of anybody that I thought was interesting and wanted to meet, I would take them out for coffee or something like that. But what I would first do, usually you would email a couple of times back and forth. Then I'd want to talk on the phone with them a little bit to get an idea what they were like. It'd give you some kind of an idea. And then I'd meet him for coffee is what I would do. But um, um, I just well, I just found, the, this, this is just me, and I might be wrong. I found a lot of the women were really hostile. You had to watch what you had to say <laughs> for politics, for anything. And for minor stuff, they would just jump on you. I don't care who you vote for, anything like that. But boy. Um, Can I just interject go, there yeah. that on, uh, not, on more than one of the very few dates that I went on, the guy that there would say, wow, you're not angry. Uh, so yes, Paul, I think that is, I, I don't know what to say about that. I think even if you are angry, you can be polite on know, a first date. Be polite, but yeah. But your experience sounds like it's a shared one. Yeah. And some of them were, some of them were strange, but some of them were funny. Um, I had some lady, she would only email me and she wanted to know about my dreams. That was the only thing she would ask about was my dreams. Was she trying to analyze them or I, something? I think probably maybe she's a psychiatrist or something. I don't know because I never get to meet her in person. <laughs> so I so so I I said that's fine. I said, um, would you like to talk on the phone? No, I'm not ready yet. So I said, well, how long before you're ready? And she said, well, it depends. So I said, well, how long the, on your last interaction did it take for somebody to? Um, for you to talk, feel comfortable talking on the phone. And she got on my case. You're too domineering and all that. Oh, man. Uh, it okay, was, click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. bye, click. Yeah, yeah, that was about, that was about <laughs> it. Uh, and um, which maybe it was a good thing because we, yeah. probably, we probably wouldn't work. But there, yeah, some strange stuff. Um, okay, yeah, anybody I was interested in, I would meet for a cup of coffee. Uh, I figured, you know, just the, the odds you're going to hit somebody eventually. But it just went on forever and I would get disgusted. And uh, one of my hiking friends said, you're in business and what do you do? You keep plugging away. And I did, and I did, and I did. And I was on match. I was an okay Cupid. I actually made some women that we're still friends to this day. You know, we weren't really dating, but we're still friends, which was good. Oh, that's good. But then I got disgusted and I just, I just cut off doing it. And then match had some, they offered me some kind of discount offer. And, uh, I met Jane Doe is what I did within probably the first week or so or something like that. And it worked out. Unbelievable. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is work to be on there. If you really want, if you're really interested in meeting somebody, it is work. My opinion anyway on there. It's uh, a lot of work to do. How did you make out Frank? What was your experience with online dating? I made out all right, obviously. 
met my wife. Okay. But uh, I was on there. Uh, I went through a divorce. And uh, I was like, oh, boy, where am I going to meet someone? You know, not that, not young, not in school. You know, at work, there's not that many eligible people at work. So I didn't know what to do. So I followed the trend, joined Cupid.com. At the time, it was cupid, just Cupid.com. And I went on. Now, the thing that was odd to me was during school, I was never a big hit with the women. So I didn't have much experience with dating and stuff like that. But when I was on the dating site, I was, I had every weekend, I was going out to meet somebody. And I started off with doing the whole dinner, movie, all that stuff. And then I realized this is not the right way to do this. And then like you, I started going to just coffee and maybe dessert. It was a lot easier if you weren't interested or whatever. It it was just easier to me that way. So I did that for quite a while. And like you said, I met I met a lot of women, a lot. And I also realized that a lot of women did not put the same picture online <laughs> that was a fair <laughs> representation of what they were. Maybe that's not fair to say that, but let's be honest. You have to be somewhat attracted to somebody. You have that's the first thing to me. You have to have a little bit and then you can work on it if not, you know. So, that was the one thing that I really didn't appreciate because I I am what I am and I didn't give a shit. I put shitty pictures on there on purpose because I figured if they thought the shitty picture was okay, <laughs> When they saw me in real life that, uh, hey, at least he wasn't lying on his picture. So, you know, so, yeah, so, and I was to the point where you were like, okay, this is going nowhere. I haven't really found anybody that I can connect with. And then I almost gave up. And then, actually, Kathy sent the request to me. She saw my profile and sent the request to me, which I thought was odd. But I said, well, what the hell? And we went out for coffee, and that was it. You clicked, right? How long had she been on? I'm not sure. About two weeks? No. <laughs> <laughs> but she was on for, for a while, and her her profile wasn't very um, abundant. It was very lacking. And she worked a lot and still does because she's a nurse. So she wasn't really readily available all the time. So mm-hmm. I think she didn't really have as much time as I did. So, but she was on for a while. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think one thing that would be interesting to talk about is the the female, I mean, I'm just one representation and you're just two representations, but the female versus the male um, kind of... Uh, analysis of what's going on in those early days, because Paul was saying how it was difficult to get certain women to talk on the phone. I was one of those women Ah. that was difficult to to get onto the phone, and I had my reasons. So I just want to hear from you guys. We all look at the picture first. We want to, I totally agree with you. Yes, you need to have some kind of connection to the person. Just a little, yeah, they don't have to be perfect, but you have to have some kind of physical 
attraction to them. And I know when I was looking online, I needed to see a halfway thought out profile. And then you have to feel the person out. So when you get past that first, okay, I think this person's attractive and whatever they said on their profile was good enough to make me want to take the next step. What's the next thing you're kind of screening out, guys? What's the next thing? Well, well uh, the, the thing that I would be, I like, I'm used to talking to people for my work and stuff like that. And just talking to somebody, you get an idea about that person, maybe what they're interested in. Um, and another thing, we could talk some icebreaker questions when you start talking. But, you, mm. you know, the, with the um, email and stuff, that's like nothing. Uh, you, you get yeah. no feedback on that at all. No, this way, no. you actually get some feedback where the people have to think feedback to you immediately okay you can ask some questions you know you know what's the worst movie you ever saw in your life or what do you like to do do you like movies you know and all stuff like that but you get feedback you don't feel the same way jane uh well my after the initial and okay i like how this person looks okay their profile is good my next thought and i think it's the thought of of many women particularly returning to the dating scene is okay are they going to be a threat to my children Ah, good one. I need time to sort out, are they going to be a threat to my children? Because if I let this person know anything about me, I am opening that door and I'm not going to be able to close it and there's innocent bystanders in the crosshairs. Okay. So that definitely made me reluctant to give out a phone number. We we emailed back and forth about that for a while and Paul later told me he thought, uh, married. Never yeah. occurred to me. <laughs> there you go. Never That's true. That's true. I'm going, let me just assess this guy because he cannot be a threat to my children. That And I don't know that that crosses any man's mind. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking of that. I I didn't think of that. Yeah. 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 Most, many of the women out there, the children live with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all, you know, women just protective of their children. And then my next thought is, okay, is he going to be a threat to me? Okay. If I if he knows where I live, am I going to have a problem? If yeah, because you don't work know, out? it could be a creeper. Yeah, I, I, I could see that would that would be a big thing if I was a woman. Uh, mm-hmm. Woman, uh, actually, one of my hiking friends they went on a date with somebody and he turned into a stalker. They had to have the police yep. actually talk to the guy. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's everybody's fear. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that as a woman that would worry me. You know. Well, and the same would apply. I would think that if the male has the children, I would think maybe that they're doing the same thing. I How how likely is it that, a, say, say you have female children in their late teens, early 20s, and you're dating a 65-year-old, it's a whole lot more likely that something unsavory is going to go on if the older person is male than if they're female. So I don't know that men... Well, that are under the same pressure. Well, don't don't forget that nowadays, it's not just male female. It could be male male. It, it female, absolutely. Female. If you have, but again, it's usually the male that's the stalker. Usually, you could have usually. a young male child, and the male that you bring into your yeah, that's life yeah. could go after them. So, and I just, it can happen that a woman does it, but. It's just so much less prevalent. Think so? Yes. That's o- that's I only do. your dreams, Frank. That uh, you <laughs> have some women stalkers getting you. 
Yeah, right. Dream, dream on, man. I never had any women stalkers. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'd say if you're a woman and you have at least one eye and most of your teeth, you've been stalked at some point oh. in your life. I don't even oh. think you have to have hair. and You don't have to have all your teeth. Well, look at that. Uh, it's a staggering the amount of women that have been sexually assaulted. Yeah, downright assaulted. Well, yeah. I had a, I even had asked, uh, I think I asked Paul and my ex, we're all friends, and said, how many times in in my life do you think that I've been harassed I, in a not nice way, you know, in an impolite way, either physically or verbally or by somebody following? And I think they were like, what, maybe 12? I thought, you mean in a month? Uh, women, when, for, for you guys that behave, you have no concept of how no, often women are harassed. So when women are a little cagey on these dating sites, it's probably because they need to scope it out very carefully first. And you know what? People like me don't understand that because I'm not like that. Exactly. You know, so that makes sense to me now. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew that then. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be a handy thing to know, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Too bad they didn't have these podcasts back then. <laughs> but yeah, what what the guys need to do, they need to take a picture of themselves in a muscle shirt. <laughs> they need to have tattoos. Tattoos. And they need to be leaning on a very expensive car. A very okay? expensive car. Man, you would get hit out the gazoo by women. Paul, I hate to you tell out. you, but that's your average profile. You just missed the holding a big fish. There well, you go. <laughs> well, I do have a statistic in there on that, uh, in my okay. uh, in my files okay. there, yeah. Some women probably like that. I don't know. You know well, that, I'm just kidding around. That would be a turnoff for me if I was a woman, but... Uh, well, a lot of women... women, there's a lot of women, I guess, that are looking for that. And probably. there's a lot of men that are looking for women that have a lot of money yeah it goes both ways you know it's not just i don't think it's just women look at kathy she makes a hell of a lot more money than i do <laughs> <laughs> they actually had they had some it was on tv this lady was a matchmaker and she matched people with a lot of money and she'd get 10 20 30 grand or something if she could match somebody up she got Damn. a commission on it and she'd match up Private matching with people. Wow, money. that's pretty good. Yeah, well, it was she's good. saving people a lot of time. Yeah, without a yeah. doubt. I don't know why it went so quick for me. It was just easy, uh, and I had I had some hard ends to the the dating cycle because when I was on Tinder, I realized Tinder was just <laughs> not. It was not what I was intending to to put out there. <laughs> Uh, and then with Match, I was on there eight days, and then my ex had a relapse of cancer oh. and was going to have to have a stem cell transplant and going to have to have a lot of stuff. And that would segue me segue to the next, my next screening item on men is, do these guys understand that I'm a grown-up? Because a lot, despite dating, you know, starting the dating scene in my mid fifties, a lot of men don't seem to understand that women are adults now and they have a lot of responsibilities. And it sounds like you did, Frank. It sounds like you understood your wife was not necessarily readily available whenever you thought about it. But a lot of guys, they don't get that. You're dating a grown woman. And one of the big things that was a selling point for Paul is I called up, uh, there were a couple of guys that I had had coffee with or actually bought you me a full dinner. You actually got a meal. Yeah. I actually got a meal. Nice guy, yeah. And said, I gotta, I can't, I gotta be available to help out with this. This is, 
Sure, you know, sure. That's is, a big. That's this a big is thing. The father of my children, and we've got to stay together as a. Or we, we've got to, you know, we all got to hang together as a family unit and help him through it. And Paul said, "That's fine." <laughs> he said, "I can, I can understand that you've got adult responsibilities, and if part of what's going to be a date with you means driving you to the hospital to visit him and you know reading a magazine while you do so, I'll do it." I thought, "Well, then." But he's a keeper. He's a keeper. <laughs> uh, a lot of men don't seem to get. I I can remember one guy who would just out of the blue say, "Well, I'm going to be grocery shopping in 20 minutes. How about you meet me at so and so for coffee?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I have a life. I have a job. I am not. I can't just drop everything and meet you for coffee in 20 minutes because it happens to be completely convenient for you <laughs> to go to absolutely no extra trouble to do it. Right. And so that would be a big screen out tool for me. And I think you know, sure. I just I didn't go about it the way you guys went about it. I wouldn't have coffee with just anybody. I needed a little more time through email first and very few people got a phone number. I didn't do much emailing. Ah, uh, see, I did. But see, that's because you didn't feel the need to screen out. Who am I really going to show up? I mean, you can show up for a cup of coffee and the guy can slip something in your drink yeah, or, yeah. or they can now they got your license number or whatever. You just don't know as a woman. Yeah, what well, what information can they pull off of me where now they can harass me? Yeah. But again, like like I said, I don't understand because I'm not that kind of a person, mm-hmm. you know, so I doesn't make sense to me. But. Yeah. Talking to a, a woman, <laughs> it makes a little bit more you, sense. I am sure that when you went out on your coffee dates, you didn't call up a friend and say, I'm going to be, I'm supposed to be at this such and such a place. This is the guy's profile. If I, if nobody hears from me, this is where you start. No, I didn't do that, but I did the bailout clause. <laughs> hey, listen, call me at this time or text me at this time. I did that bailout clause. Bailout is good. Bailout. But that was just that. It was just a bailout. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a... And I did that every time. It wasn't a personal safety kind no, of thing. No, was, I wasn't thinking that again because I, I, to me, that's just not normal. Right. You know? Well, about- Paul, Paul was good. He, he found a way that, that we could connect on the phone that did not give him access to my phone number. Oh, that's Blo- good. Block your phone number. I didn't end up doing it either, yeah. but... I appreciate it. Well, that. nowadays it's even easier now to do stuff like that. Back, back. If you're technologically savvy, well, maybe most people it are is. now. Most people are now. <laughs> We're talking the over fifty crowd. Yeah, but more over fifty. But back then there was no such thing as those kind of a things. You know, it was yeah. it was a lot tougher. Yeah. But it, and we still survived. <laughs> so it sounds like everybody thinks the dating site's probably a good idea, and I and yeah, I definitely I do. I think it was. Uh, you know, it kind of saves you a lot of time, gives you an access to a lot more people, man. Like a lot. War- worldwide people. I have friends that are here that have flown out to California to meet somebody. I think Mara I knows some of they flew they overseas. Flew to, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. How is that going to work? Yeah. How is that going to work? I don't know. That was one of the things, too. How far away do you live? Because I would get hits from people who were two hours away and. How's, yeah, long distance is kind of difficult. How's that going to really yeah. work? You look nice, but no. <laughs> you, you look nice. You, no, you sound nice. I mean, look, you sound nice, but realistically, how is the, how is that going to work out? Right, right. I think, but that's the men 
maybe being desperate because it sounds like you said it's easier for for women. Yeah, I think probably but, women maybe control that more than the men do. I think to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, so, it's so hard for me to believe, but maybe. <laughs> All right, so I'll throw one at you guys sure, then. Uh, All right. Um, first date, who should pay? Ah, it's a good one. Well, historically, we know that answer. Mm-hmm. We know what the you know historically says that men should pay. Do you agree with it? Yeah, I I think I've paid all the time. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody ever volunteered to pay or pay half. Nobody well, nobody ever volunteers. So I just paid for it. Technically, in this day and age, it should be fifty fifty. I agree with you. Yeah, I don't. Uh, but you don't. I I don't. It de- I have to say, it depends on it depends on the situation. See, I, I disagree. I think it should be 50-50. Okay. So I think that for, I'm going to talk about the 50 and up age group. Okay. So I was in my, I think my mid-50s, early 50s, and I'm looking at guys, the guys that want to date me are 10 to 15 years older than me. We are not equals here. They've had another 10 or 15 years to accumulate some wealth. They are, they were by and large retired, not Paul. They have more time and more money at their disposal. No, they can pay. And I'm also of a, of a generation. And one of the things that, go ahead. That's a key there, generations. Yeah. Generationally, I want to be realistic here. And one of the things I did to prepare for online dating, because I hadn't dated in forever, is I read up on a couple of books on it. I want to say okay. what they were here, because they were really helpful. I read, uh, I didn't read them. I listened to them on tape. I was doing a lot of driving, and they're much more palatable on tape. But I read Straight Talk, No Chaser from Steve Harvey. And that's, I mean, that's from 2010. And I read He's Just Not That Into You. And that was Liz Tichillo and Greg Barrent or something like that. And they helped me a lot. And and yes, I know there's a lot more fluidity these days, but of a generation, I think you look at what's real what's realistically been programmed into people. And one of the things that one of the books said that really resonated with me was males pursue and females choose. Ah, I, good I, I agree with that. I agree one, with that too. Yeah. yeah, I think the right. That, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the women yeah. make the choice at the end. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and if the male doesn't have to pursue, he feels a little cheated. That's what I think. If it's just too, you gotta feel like you don't. Tell me if I'm wrong here. You don't want to feel like you got the woman that nobody else wanted. Well, well, if you're on the dating scene, it, that's the thing. Someone else didn't want you, but. The woman that no one else wanted, the well, woman there no was no else. competition for, the woman <laughs> well, that was just <laughs> well. Then you have, then you sit back and you think, mm. why, why is this woman so undesirable? There that, must be. That's exactly what you do. I. Yeah. That's what I would do. I had some lady that uh, ah, she sent me a uh, an email for my profile site, and she was just completely rude on that. <laughs> And I'm and I'm I'm and I'm thinking, no wonder you're single. You know, I don't think you're ever going to get a date just reading your email. I didn't say that to her, but uh, yeah, she was. 
I can't, you know, wow, she was just really strange. I, I don't understand the rudeness. And yeah. some of the men are rude, too. Yeah. Overtly sexual. Yeah. Don't talk to anyone the way you wouldn't talk to your mother or sister or uh, father or brother. When you're first meeting them, unless I suppose you're on Tinder and that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> huh. I just find that funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> The Tinder, the Tinder thing. thing, yeah. Oh, she did. Not only did she put me on Tinder, but then she, you, you swipe right or you swipe left. I forget. She started thumbing through it. She get. She's got hold of my phone. She's thumbing through it, and she's swiping on the creepiest guys she could get. She's opting oh. them. <laughs> but it worked out. It worked out. It worked out in the end, and everything was safe. So that's. But good. the the rudeness, I don't understand, and it's that just segues back to the anger and. Why are you being angry with this person that you just met? You where's common etiquette? Well, maybe it carries through. The person just whether it's male or female, they were angry at their last uh person they were with, so it just carries through. Maybe I think it's just it, a continuous yeah. continuation maybe. Yeah, I, I I guess if you go out there angry, you're probably not ready to be out there probably yet. Probably not, but everybody needs somebody, I guess. I guess Whether you're so, ready or not. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just that it's yeah. unfortunate for the other person that has to uh, endure abuse or whatever. Yeah. You know, yes. it's terrible. Well, I feel bad for for the guys if they're shelling out for coffee or meals or whatnot, and you don't even – you can at least have a nice conversation. You know, you should have – if you, you drive all the way there, and it goes both ways, but you drive all the way there, presumably you dolled yourself up a little bit. You could you can at least make the best of it. I, I well, like the escape the escape clause of just text me uh, at such and such uh, a time so I can get out of here. Like the person doesn't know you did that. Listen, they were probably doing the same thing. <laughs> I never thought to do that. They were probably doing now. Uh, what you were saying about uh, what were you just saying about there? Who uh, pays or or no no, no I lost a thought. The be the common etiquette. No, nah, I lost it thought damn angry, it. angry people or na- nasty people <laughs> i lost the thought move on <laughs> okay okay but when you well, s- i'm sorry go ahead Jane. Oh, I, I was gonna say for i think you have to respect the generation that you're in so for younger people if if they don't have any you know they're not supporting kids they're both just kind of dealing with their student loans they're both on entry-level jobs whatnot maybe the 50 50 makes more sense. But I don't feel uh, for the 50-something plus that we are coming in with the same skill set or the same expectations. And I'm going to... Yeah. I'm well, gonna... you know what? I'm I'm 50. Okay. I'm 53. God forbid if I had to go into the dating pool again, I would want 50-50. So let me ask you this. If you were... Ad, would you... I feel like that's okay if you're going with someone who's an age equivalent to you. Okay. But I I had this with the my first online relationship. I didn't really know what I wanted because it had been 20 something years. You're not looking to start a family again. You're kind of like, well, what am I looking for? Right. I don't know. And it started to occur to me like this doesn't turn out very well for the 50 something year old woman if the guy is 10, 15, uh, that that individual was 14 years older than me. Because what's going to happen? He was retired. I was working. By the time I would be ready to retire, which I assumed would be 70, he'd be 84. 70s and 80s are, from my experience, two very different decades. If you make it to 80. 
if you even make it. But but the overwhelming likelihood is I would be retiring into mm. some level of caretaking him and completely miss my own sort of golden no, retirement true. years. That's true. You have to think of yourself. You do have to kind of think about that. And then they die and their kids, you know, take everything and you're now... 80 years old and kick to the curb and go figure it out. And That's true. That's a good that's a good point. I don't feel it's a 50-50 situation with the big age disparity. I think if I think you have to look after each other because I would not just walk out the door and leave Paul because he's 12 year 12 years older than me and and suppose he became infirm and I haven't had my you know, time with retirement. I'm not going to just leave him. I'm going to stay and help him through whatever he goes through. And it's more likely to be him than me. I'm, you know, there's always the odd chance that something happens to me first. Mm -hmm. But I kind of want to be thought of too, as to how that's going to impact me. And that was a problem for me with the age disparity in older dating. Well, that's a very, very, very valid point that I would never think of because I'm the male. Mm-hmm. I date younger. Right. I'm on the other end of that spectrum. Yeah. So that's a that's a point I would never even think of. Yeah, so that's, no, that's it, a really good one. It it really troubled me. I it, it I didn't it didn't occur to me when I went out on the dating scene, but then I started going, well, what's, you know, I want a long-term relationship. What's this really how does this play out? Not well, and I think that there's a lot of women it plays out not well for. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of not wells. Uh, yeah, and you know, it at least bears discussing, and and I don't do well hearing, oh, you'll be fine, because I think I won't be fine. <laughs> so anyway, I don't think it. I don't think it's a fifty-fifty, and I'm going to throw this out there too. And f- Frank, you're kind of a Renaissance man, so I don't. <laughs> you really are. I don't know that you count on this one, but I feel like dating later in life, the women woman brings in a bigger skill set than the man does. Now, am I going to get hammered for saying that? No, I'm going to defend it. Uh, what do you think? Well, I think one of the things you have that I didn't have with my ex, and I can see that it makes a difference, that you raise children. So you're, if something comes up, you can deal with it a lot quicker because you're just used to dealing with emergencies. That's how I feel. Uh, so I think that's a plus, to be honest with me. Uh, you know, I just something that just I would think is a big deal, you just deal with it, and that's it. You do get used to it. Yeah. There's, there's been a lot of little small disasters yeah, in, yeah. in my <laughs> life, too. But I also think in general, and again, this may be more generational, but in general, I came to, when I left my marriage, I, I thought, wow, I have a lot of skills. I've run a household. I've raised children. I've raised them well. I've also managed a career. So I can do it all, whereas I think most men, at least of a certain generation, and many men, even of the younger generations, don't do the household and the child-rearing portion of it to the degree that the woman does. So when you get cut loose, you're a little more lost. Yeah. I mean, I'm not great at that at auto mechanics and fixing a roof. I mean, I, men come in with their own skill set, but I feel like the woman comes in able to to kind of flesh out uh, if I mean, this is provided you're going to try to have a, a live-in relationship with each other. But I think the woman comes in provided to turn a house into a home, and the man doesn't. <laughs> That's what I think. And and 
Well, I, I think that counts for something. Well, I think there has been a shift over the years from men and women's skill sets. It's where, starting. Where, where women were a lot lower than men, like you said, like they were. But I think men have uh, regressed a little bit in that. And women are starting, I think, from what I see, women are starting to take the lead in a lot of things and leaving men behind. A lot of women are, are, there's more women becoming college graduates than men, to be honest with you, I think is a trend right now. It's trending up. Uh, so that might, they may be actually the, the people who supply the income for families today and uh, they'll be stay home, stay at home dads. And uh, you know, the, the wife's the uh, main breadwinner. Mm-hmm. I, I know people but, like that. But that also may be that men are opting to go to trade into trade instead yeah. because a college education is a very sort of tenuous achievement these days and trade school is gives you a more solid career path in a lot of circumstances but i do think women have with the whole women's liberation movement which i'm all for but i think it ended up with women taking on more responsibilities but not shedding the old responsibilities to an equal degree. And I think that that is, that is still in flux. And then younger men, a lot of them are coming up with more of the homemaking kind of skill set, the, the cooking and the cleaning and whatnot. So it, it's very much, I think, a generational thing in terms of myself of like, look, I'm coming in here with a, I'm going to come in and I'm going to work hard to make this relationship work. And I'm bringing a lot to the table. And That's so true. if it's going to be 50-50, it's going to be 50-50 in everything but do we really all want to have to learn, you know, how to do the laundry or... I know how to do it. Well, I mean, everybody can do it if they have to, but but I'm a better homemaker and and I'm never going to be that. And I really don't want to learn how to repair the car. You know, <laughs> I just think that there's a certain respect for existing skill sets just simplifies life at a certain point. Well, talking about skill sets, that's... To me, that's a whole nother podcast because I think with technology and everything and things taking out of school, home ex shop, all that kind of stuff, skill sets have gone to the wayside. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I see a lot of that happening. Like this, for example, photography. Everybody's a photographer now. That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody but not un- really. Yeah. Nobody understands how they got their picture. They don't need to understand because their cell phone does every single thing for them. If I handed you, if I handed one of those people my camera, my actual camera, and had it on manual mode, they'd be lost. Oh, yeah. So I think skill sets have gone, a lot of skill sets have gone away. I think that's a great thing for for another podcast but let me let me throw this one out there for skill sets i'm a good catcher with all with all and this just to bring it back to you know online dating so now you've met your date what about the skill set of sitting down and having a conversation with someone how's that's what my thought was that i forgot i'm glad you said (laughs) that i found that it was very awkward to have conversations with people yeah because I don't want, I don't I don't know how to say it, but my mind thinks a little bit differently sometimes, mm-hmm. and it was very hard for me to have a decent conversation with a lot a lot of women. I, I not that they weren't intelligent, mm-hmm. not that they weren't 
you know, I don't want people to say, oh, he's a, man, a misogynist. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying I had a difficult time having conversations with women. I, I never did when I actually met, but part of what I did was talking to him on the telephone to start with, and you could kind of see if it would work from there. Jane thought if we talked on the uh, telephone, we wouldn't have anything to talk to talk True. about. And we were in, you know, we in person. It didn't work out that way. I had a lot of stuff to talk about. Not with Jane. Uh, She's very good speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, go ahead. Uh, but I think maybe a lot of the young people too are just not very good at dealing with people because they do everything on a computer. They play <laughs> games, mm-hmm. and you never mm-hmm. come in contact with real people. Social and, skills, yeah, social and, skills. and social mm-hmm. skills are a, a technique. You know, it's a, it's a learned technique, is what it is. Um, and dating is all about social skills, without That's a doubt. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so, all social skills. Yeah, but I, you know, I had a, I had a great advantage on that because I had spent four years in Toastmasters. So I want to give a shout out there for for Toastmasters, which is a, it's a nation, I think it might be, it's an international type club. It's dirt cheap. And it's not, people think it's about giving speeches. And to some degree, it's about giving speeches. But you also learn how to do small talk. Mm. One of the things you do is something called table topics. And you just have to get up in front of your club and somebody hands you a slip of paper. And there's a subject on it. And you have to look at it and you have to start talking. And somebody's got a timer. There's a little light that goes on. And you have to talk for three minutes, which doesn't sound like a lot until you actually try to do it. Sure. Uh, but you have to talk until that light goes off. And if you can't think of anything to say about your little slip of paper, you've got to segue it into something else. Ah, so okay. I joined Toastmasters for other reasons, but it was this great byproduct. So I could sit down and talk to anyone. You just, if, if you, like you're saying, you have a hard time getting the conversation going, if the person tosses you a conversational ball, as I kind of thought of, of it as, and you can't figure out anything to do with it directly, you use it to pivot to something you do know something about, and then you see if you can't find a connection. I know, Paul, you're a really good conversationalist. You really are. Uh, why? Where'd that come from? I, I grew up dealing with people, a lot of times difficult people. And uh, I just talked. Actually, I, would, I was in a real estate business, and probably the most difficult people nobody wanted to deal with, they were my customers, and they were loyal. Uh, and you just deal with them. I don't know. I just, I just feel comfortable dealing with people. And I can go any place. I can come in and start a conversation and ask questions. And I think maybe what saves you sometimes, go in and ask some questions and then listen. The mm-hmm. pressure's off of you, and you can hear what they say. That's a good uh, tip. Yeah. Does, does anybody have any icebreaker, you know, questions or whatever that they would use when they when they'd meet somebody? And Frank, I know probably it was you. You know, what do you do? How much do you make? Do you have yep. a bank account? And uh, uh, do you have a job? <laughs> I know that's it. So do you, my, do you have a job or do you live? Do you on have the beach? all your teeth? <laughs> my icebreaker question was: Let's try to guess each other's professions. I didn't oh, wow. end up doing that with with you, yeah, Paul. But that was but a that good was one. A, yeah. It was a good one, and yeah. then you try to guess each other's professions based on. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really have any icebreakers. Really, the the women pretty much asked most of the icebreakers. Like you said, <laughs> what kind of car do you have? <laughs> what, really? What you, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty shallow. Absolutely. Wow. I almost, it got to the point where I almost felt like just 
having a disclosure letter. <laughs> I never, that never would have occurred to me to say that yeah, at all. I, am- I, I have to say what Paul just said there of sometimes you just ask questions and you just listen. Any woman listening to this podcast now wants to date him. What? You're going to listen to me talk? <laughs> yeah, right? You're going to listen? You're a man and you're going to listen? <laughs> But that's a that's a good technique. Get it people is. talking. Just ask a question. Yeah, you let them do the talking yeah, for you. Let well, them go. I found, I, you know, I was on very briefly, and I was tired of telling my own story. I like to hear other people's stories, and the truth is, people think it's a. I think one of the things that leads people astray is you sit down with this stranger when it's going well. You can have a two or three hour conversation because if you've lived long enough, you got some interesting things that have sure. happened to you, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, we talked for hours. No, no. If you have <laughs> if you have half baked conversational skills and you've lived a few decades, you're going to be able to talk for hours on the first date or two. Right. And then you see what you got. But people think that they found the love of their life because they had one, one good, good sit down. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Exactly. That yeah, I figured it, out pretty quick. And the other person <laughs> thought they were a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. You yeah. never know what people how yeah, people yeah, perceive yeah. you. Well, one of the things that I have to say that women have to do is if they're in a face-to-face encounter is sometimes they will they will Pretend they're more interested than they are than nah, they are sucks. just to be able to get away. That sucks because because if they don't, the guy can get hostile. It's a well, self preservation technique. You think? Yeah, oh, makes... absolutely. If a man is attracted to you, the expectation is that you are attracted to them, and if you're not, it's a betrayal. That that can wow. really put you. See now that would piss me off. I want to know right up front. If you're not interested, just tell me. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that don't take that well. Really? Wow. And so you have to be very careful about not... Ah, see, it's another thing I didn't know. No, I'm just a dumb guy. The hell do I know? (laughs) Because you wouldn't do it. But there are men who, and I'm going to say it again, if they find you attractive, if they find the woman attractive, they expect that that woman should find them attractive. And if she doesn't, there's going to be a problem. Wow, that sucks for women. Mm. Yeah, that sucks. Mm. Yeah. So if you these women that sort of ghost you, there's there's a reason for there's that. There's a reason. Lead you on and then just disappear and they're gone. That there's a reason. That's and why don't guys, take it personally. That's why guys love strippers. <laughs> Do it's they the know? <laughs> the truth, because the stripper treats you like gold for five, you know, a minute or two. Paul, do you love strippers? <laughs> oh, waited. That's a baited question, Paul. That's like to these. I think they're, I think they're they're earning a honest living, and uh, I don't have anything against it's strippers. It's a dishonest living. No, it's not. They're it's leading you on. Okay. I just want to give a, a shout out to the women who ghosted men. It's not nice, but I understand why you did it. Well, and guys, I think you I need would to not. I, I think you need to not take it personally. It's just self preservation. Yeah. Well, now I understand. Yeah. Understanding is half the thing, half yeah. the battle, right? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, she's a bitch. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you think she's a bitch because she disappeared, not because she didn't think you were as attractive as you thought she right? was. Right? Yeah. No, no it's she tough. didn't call me back. She's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. See? That's how men think. Well, this is how women think. He doesn't call you back. Maybe he's sick. Maybe he got hurt. Maybe he lost my number and I need to give it to him again. Well, that's, Maybe- the, other, that's the other thing. I'm sorry to interrupt you. What is the protocol on the callback or text back or whatever they do today to app back? 
know, there was always this thing, oh, don't call right away. Don't call right away. You seem desperate. You got to wait a day or two. I I don't know. I think... <laughs> that was always the thing. Don't call. Don't call. You don't want to look like you're desperate. Oh, then you'd be like, oh, shit. What well, do I do? <laughs> when, when I was younger, and I, this was just normal dating, okay? If I met somebody, I, I wouldn't call them back for a week. A week? What? Yep. That's oh, what I would do. It. You're gone. <laughs> no. No, from a woman's perspective, you don't want to look desperate, but but I, I want to know you're interested. I want to. I if you're well, that's what I always thought. I just figure you're you're checking about five or six other women out. All right, well, I can't get anybody else. You'll do. No way. No way. I mean, don't be creepy. But a week, forget it. A week, I would think that would no be too long. No way. No yeah, way. Yeah, I'd be like, who the hell is this calling me a week later? <laughs> but you know, but that Did was that always work the for thing. you. Paul? Did it work? It, it worked? Yeah, it did. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it maybe, did. Maybe the girls that you were calling a week later, maybe they didn't have any other calls. They're... Maybe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I... or, or they actually liked you and they were glad to hear from you. And you had, a week you... later? Yeah, anticipation, you know? I week. think every, anticipation. every action. Anticipation. No. Not Heinz ketchup. <laughs> here's, here's, this is the advice I've given my children that I think is true. If, and that is if a guy likes you, you're going to know it. And if he doesn't really like you, you're going to be confused. And if I didn't hear from you, if we had a really good time, I didn't hear from you for a a week, week? I'm going to be confused and I'm going to be suspicious. I'm with you on this. Paul, you're out on this one. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you something else too. And this this is the way it worked for me in my two relationships. Um, when, When they hit, they just worked. They were so easy. They just, everything was Perfect. You got along. It just was like no work. You didn't have to think about stuff. You were just comfortable with each other. I don't know how that, if that felt that for you guys too or not. Well, then that was a natural relationship. Yeah, it just it just worked. Yeah. Because you're always out trying, you know, think of something to do, to do, to do, and uh, this is just it just worked. I think there's a lot of people that work too hard. Yeah. Probably. Well, that's right. If you can't be yourself, yeah, you're in the wrong relationship. Because you can't not be yourself over an extended amount of time. Right, right. And I think also, I think one of the things that happens is people have to be honest about what they're looking for in a relationship. Because from my perspective, I think that there's a lot of men out there on the, you know, on the later in life relationship that really just want a friend with benefits. And (laughs) I really think so. You're the twice a week friend with benefits, and then they just want to go about their life and that is fine but you have to and there's sites for that like tinder i guess you know, i don't think that that's that's a casual once a, once that's like a once, casual once in a lifetime yeah yeah one time benefit <laughs> yeah that was confusing <laughs> but i think you just have to admit to because i think that these guys who that's all they're really looking for don't always recognize that's all, what they're really looking for and they lead the woman on that that and drives I, a lot of people yeah. Sex. Yeah, sure. Sure yeah. it does. But and and that's if you're both clear on what you want and you want the same things. And this speaks to Paul as to why is it easy? If you really are with someone and you're looking and you share basic core values and honestly and even in this polarized country right now, I think people do share basic core values. If you share your basic core values and then you have the same relationship goals, that's the biggie. Yeah. You're probably, your chances are decent, but I think a lot of people either don't know or aren't honest with themselves about what their relationship goals are. Well, honesty is the whole foundation of a relationship anyway. Mm. 
You got to mm-hmm. be honest with yourself, like you said. You got to be honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, that makes it bad for the other person mm-hmm. that's trying to be honest. Yep. It, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's a bad thing. So what do you think of, so none of us really fall into this category, but how realistic is a relationship, the, the friends with benefits where you're, I, I had no desire to have this, at this phase of my life, maintain two separate homes, two separate everythings, get together once in a while. It's exhausting. You're trying to run two separate lives and maintain two separate um, home fronts. I think it's too hard. I don't know why people aspire to it. Well, I think it's just something that's in our genetics. I really think it is. To cohabit or to no, maintain to, separate? To to have sex. Spread those alpha oh. genes. Spread, spread, <laughs> We're talking about two different spread things. Spread those to, alpha genes, to man. Have, of course it is. We could get <clears throat> on to Roe v. Wade with that. Oh, that's it's, next. That's yeah, coming. that's next. But but beyond the having the... Are you talking about having two relationships at once? No, multiple? I'm talking about I'm talking about two maintaining yeah. two different homes, households. two different households. Like you get to it, you're an adult and you're maintaining two different households. You're both working, you're trying to, and you're just getting together twice a week. I think it's hard. I I think that it is hard. It's much better to just have a solid relationship and put put your lives together and and. Well, Pull as a team instead of, you know, in parallel. Well, there could be also a um, commitment issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be yeah. that. It could, could just come down to that. Yeah. They don't want to commit, but they like the togetherness. Right. And that's, I think that that is the crux of it, the difficulties in these later in life relationships or right. even earlier in life relationships. Yeah. It's hard to maintain two home fronts and have that commitment. Right. Because it just... And I think a lot of times people don't want to give up stuff that they've worked hard for. Like if sure. two people own houses, mm-hmm. they ha- they've established themselves. It might be hard for one of them to give that up. Sure. You know, sure. You know that's a big thing. That yeah. would be a big thing for me. But there's other people probably, it, that's what they both want and it's fine. Nothing wrong with well, that, you know? If that's yeah. what they want. If they both yeah, yeah. want it, they it's have fine. To agree, yeah. It's yeah. when one person wants it but can't admit it and the other person doesn't, doesn't want, want it, it and gets keeps getting let on. And that, I think, happens a lot. It goes I think. to the honesty thing. Yeah. 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 Well, you guys want to go to some facts? Go, yeah. Sure, yeah. Fact yeah, time. Fact time. You know that the dating industry... Started in 1959. Now, when you say dating that, as an industry, well, you mean like an online type of thing? No, well, there, there was, was no online. online there, yeah. no. no, no, no. <laughs> you no, know what no, they no. used to do though, Frank? They used like the Times Herald Record. Yes, used to, used to have printed sites yes. on there, and you could send uh, letters, letters in that they were protected. You didn't have your, and then they'd give it to somebody. Right. Yeah. That's well, going right. back to this 1959, uh, two Stanford students matched 49 pairs of men and women using punch card questionnaires processed by an IBM 650 huh. mainframe computer. So okay. it started with computers. It but you had match no, you had matchmakers before then. Though. You had that, but this is like computer aided yeah, online yeah. Okay. kind okay. of a okay. thing. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 1959. 1959. I didn't know they had punch cards that early. I learned the program with yeah. punch cards, but that was the end of this. That was in the 60s, but wow. Here we go. Here's the top five countries by online dating revenue. Who do you think's number one? U.S. US. Exactly. <laughs> 1.43 billion. Wow. 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 India, 1.28 
billion. Wow. There's just more people there. I know. China, 1.07 billion. Japan, 273 million. And the UK, 232 million. Uh, so we, I'm interested with China and Japan because I wouldn't. I would have thought there were more arranged marriages. Right. So look at me being ignorant. But I. But I think there's probably more people that are more modern there. But Frank, we should change our podcast to, to the Frank and Paul dating podcast. There you go. We cranking it in, man. <laughs> well, here we go. This as of 2020, the leading uh, online sites. Tinder was 51 percent. Bumble. Match, eHarmony, OkCupid, Plenty of Fish. Now, I don't think I would join an online dating service called Plenty of Fish. I'd, Actually, I'd, a lot of people I'd, were on that because it. it yeah. it's, it's free. It's another Is free it? one, yeah. Hinge, Grinder. <laughs> Grinder, tell me about that one, Frank. Bado and <laughs> Coffee Meets Bagels. Okay, okay. That's weird, right? Yep. Tinder's number one. I wonder why. Wow, okay. It's free. <laughs> what was, was Match on there as one? Or yeah, yeah, Match yeah. was up there. Okay. Match was... Number three. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Interesting, right? Yep. Let me go through my stuff here. I Hold think on. it's interesting that Tinder is number one. <laughs> you think that's interesting? <laughs> I could have told you that. I wouldn't have expected that. Well, but, according yeah. to my daughter, younger <laughs> people use Tinder more as a social meetup kind I of thing. I bet they do. <laughs> I, I believe her. <laughs> she felt I a little bad you. about that one. Oh, yeah, right, for two seconds. <laughs> All right, here we go here. 53% of Americans agree that meeting people v- via dating apps is somewhat safe or very safe. 53%. They're all male. Probably. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would love to have that broken down by sex. 46% think they're not safe. Most women, 53%, are, are somewhat unsafe or totally unsafe. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly women, looks like. Uh, Here's one for you. How many? Do you have anything on fake profiles? Because well, women think, get a lot I of fake profiles. I think there's something in here. Yeah. Let me go down my my thing here. <laughs> okay, twenty. Uh, about half of Americans have said that they've had. Fifty percent of Americans said they had neither a positive or negative effect on their dating. About twenty six percent said they had mostly negative experiences. Wow. That's a lot, right? Yeah, that's 75%. No. Yeah, that's that either didn't have anything at all or bad. No, wait. That's tw- what, what 20... percent? 26 said they had negative. Yeah, mostly, mostly negative. negative experience. That's only 26%. But 50% right. didn't have anything didn't at all. Didn't have anything at so all. So that means oh, only, right. only 24% had a positive. Okay, had 22. a positive, and then some people. 22%? Yeah. 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 Two didn't know. Yeah. How could you not know? <laughs> How could you okay, not? okay. I don't know. <laughs> Too, I don't mu- know. too much weed, man. I didn't Not know. Not somebody I want to have coffee. <laughs> I was drunk, so I don't know. Fifty-four <laughs> uh, percent of adults claim that relationships that started online are just as successful as those that started in person. Thirty-eight say it's not. Okay. Okay. Seventy-one percent of people lied to make themselves more attractive. 71%? 50% people uh, set up fake accounts to do scamming. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Wow. And what wow. percent of those are, are male? It doesn't say. Oh, it doesn't say. Because, wow, there's a lot of fake males. 48% 
received unsolicited sexual explicit images or messages. <laughs> I think I got one or two of those. Eighteen <laughs> percent privacy violations. Forty-eight uh, percent of women and twenty-seven percent of men claimed someone continued to contact them after being told they were not interested. How many percent of women was that? Forty-eight yeah, percent. About half. See? Okay. Yep. 46% of women and 26% of men claimed someone sent them sexually explicit messages or images they did not ask for. 46% of women. Hmm. 33% of women claimed that they have experienced being called offensive names. I actually wasn't, but, but I believe it. That's why you got to be nice when you exit. Yeah. Oh, best date ever. And here's the Call worst statistic me, of them. Number. Here's the worst statistic of them all. 11% of women claimed that someone threatened them with physical harm. Wow. Wow. That's a scary number right wow. there. 11%, yeah. right? Yep. Um some have found successful relationships uh 77% went on a date with someone they met through an app. That's reasonable. 63 say they came across profiles of someone they already knew, probably on Tinder. (laughs) 39% had committed relationships with or has married someone they met through a dating app. So that's less than half. But that's not bad, 39%. It's not not bad. Um. Almost 49% of users found exclusive romantic partners. So they hooked up more than they found committed relationships. I don't... I would think that a romantic partner... An exclusive romantic partner? Well, maybe it's what I said. Oh, here. You're twice a week with benefits. And then 23% have casual sex. 23, so that's a basically a quarter of the people online. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a real lot. Well, Tinder's the number one. Yeah, that's, that's what you said. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Tinder's the number one. That's true. Over 3 million users on OkCupid would not date someone with strong opposing political views. That's how divided we become in this country. Yeah, I've you know? actually, I've actually had that. Uh, yeah, and I don't get that one. I don't get that one. Either. I don't get that one either. That's yeah. how divided, and how effective. I, I think it's silly. They can, I mean, we're on opposite sides of the political fence. Really? Yeah. So, but like I don't want to know. No, no. I don't want to know. It's like you said. Oh, I didn't think of it that way before. Right. When you hear, it's good to have discussion. It's more interesting than living in an echo chamber. Exactly. Well, sixty-four percent of OK Cupid users claim that cross-party dating will not work. They won't even date you. Wow. And fifty percent claim that it's very important they date someone who is a registered voter. Wow, I wouldn't even think of that one. Right? Yeah. I, 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 it wouldn't be a, that you don't feel that sense of civic duty, it would be a problem for me, but well, so I don't think I'd not date so, you. I so just, what do you do? You know, somebody calls up, oh, are you a registered voter? <laughs> no. <laughs> Click. Um, 
48% of women and 43% of men claim that it was important for users to bring up whether they have children or not in their profile. In their profile? Oh, heck no. Yeah. You're not going to know if I have kids. You might be a stalker. Well, that's a big I gotta thing. I got to feel you out first, Why? and then I'll tell you if a I have A lot of kids. people probably don't want that baggage. It's, well, and I think, again, it depends on... I hate to call it baggage, but that's the term that they use. And it depends on where you are in the parenting cycle. Again, if your kids are young, that's, yeah. I wouldn't want to date a woman that has a brand new baby. Yeah. Yeah. just, you know, I'd be like, oh, shit. (laughs) I don't want to change diapers. (laughs) A good percentage of male online daters, now this is male, claim that it's important that other post their hobbies and entrance interests at 32%, religious beliefs at 18%, racial or ethnic background at 15%, occupation 8, height 8, and political affiliation at 10%. Men are just looking at the pictures. Of course they are. And hobbies. (laughs) They want to know if you like football, fishing, hunting. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's no, pretty no. interesting. I thought that was. I thought that That's, was really. They, but if you look at how little they are interested, I mean, I really think men are looking at the pictures. Yeah, and below the picture too. <laughs> I don't hear you. I don't hear you disagreeing. No, <laughs> I'm not going to be a hypocrite. That's. <laughs> yep. So uh, we got a couple more here. There are over five thousand dating sites and apps worldwide. I believe that. I believe 5, that. 5,000. Yeah, it was good. There's for everything you can imagine, man. And that's because millennials swipe for 10 hours a week on average. Swiping wow. being, you know. Wow. On the dating sites, 10 hours a week? I guess. Or on wow. just it online? It just says swiping. Wow. LGB singles are more likely to meet a partner online. I can believe that. I can believe they're that. harder to you know hook up. They're and harder the, to and find. This, yeah. And, yeah, and this they're way they know who's who. Yeah. yeah. The average age for an online dater is thirty three. That's so, younger than I would have so, thought. So yeah, it's, so that's well below the. They've got through their 50s. first divorce. A solid twenty eight percent of online daters make over seventy five thousand a year. How many? Like, what percent? Twenty eight. I could believe that. So that's really low. Yeah, it's not that big. No, big it a isn't. Percentage, yeah. No. So when women were looking for my bank account, <laughs> I really can't believe people ask what kind. Oh of- yeah, I want to bring my bank statements and say here, full disclosure. <laughs> Tinder users <laughs> exchange over four point two million gifts per week. You know, a gif is like a little animated thing. Oh, GIF. I thought gifts. G I F. GIF. Okay. Okay. Four point two million a week. Okay. I wonder what those gifts are. Women in their twenties receive the most messages and likes. I'm Gee, shocked. I wonder why. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> now I had some uh, good stuff here. Profiles that mention sports or music attract more fans. Okay. Everybody loves neither. <laughs> One third of gay dating app users have multiple sexual partners. Now I don't know why they just took out gay dating apps. I'm sure other people 
that aren't gay might have more than one sexual partner well, also. Well, I, I think that the the at least historically the gay male population had been more maybe promiscuous for, yeah. you know the, before I, I don't know if HIV slowed that down but Right. that had been historically part of the gay culture. I don't know if that still applies. Over 70% of online data daters daters say lying on profiles is very common. Those okay. are the 70% that are lying. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. the same <laughs> figure. <laughs> About one in 10 singles quit online dating after three months. That's too, that's. We had a friend that quit after one date. <laughs> that's, you can't just quit and cry. I, I don't, I, what oh. can I say? A majority of dater, dater, daters. Am I saying it right? Daters. daters. Yeah, daters. That's good. Yeah. It's one guess. of the things that sounds weird when you say okay. it. A majority of daters Say men should pay for dinner. There you go. Yeah. I disagree. Well, I have my reasons. I know you do. I have my reasons too. Damn it. You wanted to be equal, so be equal. <laughs> pay for half. <laughs> and so the best um the best statistics that I have, okay, for all these people out there dating. Did you pay for dinner when you dated your now wife? We went out for coffee and yes, I did pay. There you go. I did. Okay, I I can't deny it. I did it. Damn it! I feel like guys feel emasculated at I least don't. early on. I well, don't. You're now you're solidly married. Jeez. I don't know. Okay, here's here's the best statistics of them all. Okay, okay? for all the daters, dater, date. I still think it sounds daters, daters yeah, out multiple, there. Multiple, yeah. Twenty six percent of New York City. As genital herpes. 26%? 26%. Oof. That's just the city. I couldn't find any CDC data on all of New York. Wow. wow. I love it. <laughs> oh, God. People living with AIDS and HIV. This is all of New York. 105,000 610. That's not really. That's all of it's New not, York. That's, that's all not, of New York. Yeah. But this is, this is good data that people should know. Yes, that's This right. is all off the CDC website. So I'm not making this crap up. Mm. This is all of New York again. Chlamydia. 124,389 cases from 2019 to 2020. Syphilis. 7,247. That's, boy, that's like nothing, yeah, but that's easily treated, I think. Yeah. Probably, yeah. And gonorrhea, 40,896. There you go, Datas. But those are low numbers. Yeah, I don't know if that's supposed lot. to warn people but off. I think you've just given people confidence. It's something that you Aside have, from New York City. <laughs> it's something you have to think about yeah, when you you're do. dating and you're going mm-hmm. on Tinder trying to find people. <laughs> <laughs> I had exactly two coffee dates on Tinder. No, sorry, one coffee and one breakfast. But those are my favorite statistics right there. Well, I'll get, you know, I'll, when you're talking about what um, women were asking you, I'll tell you one big selling point for me, for Paul, and this one you're going to laugh. Okay, okay. He has a library card. <laughs> he uses the library. I'm like, big plus. 
And when I Bill when I Plus. met you, I was carrying the New Yorker. What, he was the waiting, wearing yeah. a baseball cap and reading. Then he, I said, he reads. He reads magazines. He can read. And it wasn't Fish and Stream. It was the New Yorker. That was but a what, big plus. What was the allure of the the library card? I like people who use libraries. I Why? Think, um, because it shows that you have kind of an inquiring mind and you understand how to use your community's resources. I love libraries. So. I guess I'm a dumbass then. Well, you need to discover your local library. Why? I got the internet. Oh, the library. Library is a lot better, a man. Lot better. I love the library. What, yeah. do, Paul? What do I always say at the end of all of our podcasts? Let's see. Don't believe everything you hear. No. Don't believe everything you see. Nope. Don't believe anything that you read. No, uh, only half okay. of what you hear. Okay. If you're reading it off the internet, I suppose you would feel that way. <laughs> I don't like you, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Libraries are great places to support them, man. They just yeah. whatever you want's there. Computers, internet, interesting books. You can actually read books for real. Oh, for cheap. Yeah. Yeah. And how about this? Maybe you might meet somebody there. You know, that's a that's good right. thing. You want to know something? When I started dating, I figured a good place to meet people was like a Barnes and Noble or something like that. Uh you hang around the magazine rack, you talk to some people. It didn't work out that great. No. Uh, yeah, but I thought that would have been a good place to meet people. One place I did meet people was uh, there's a site called Meetup, and it's not a hookup. It's Meetup. And uh, <laughs> they do all kinds of things out there. I was big into hiking and kayaking, and I, I made a lot of friends through there. Uh, really? It was really good, yeah. Cool. You want to hear a dirty story? Yeah, I guess we got we can. Yeah, no, I don't have to tell you if you don't no want to go. Me. Yeah, we're, we're Somebody's curious. Somebody's listened this long; they probably want a dirty story. <laughs> they need something, man. <laughs> I always wanted. <laughs> I always wanted to hook up with a woman in Shoprite. Okay, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I worked at Shoprite for about a year, and I worked in the produce department. And I, one thing I like to do is people watch. I would watch women going to the produce aisle in ShopRite. The most fascinating thing in the world was watching women pick out cucumbers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you have no idea unless you work at ShopRite. But you know something? Like, you know, there's a lot of attractive people when you go grocery shopping there's a lot of attractive women out there and probably a lot of attractive guys too and that may not be a bad idea get a conversation going nope nope i'm gonna i'm gonna chime in on that one because (laughs) i actually when i was starting to try to date again thought well the grocery store you you come across a lot of people and it the percentage of people who actually meet in the grocery store is extremely small it's like two or three percent it's very small apparently that for whatever reason that's not a good place because probably you probably figured that the person's shopping for their family we got to watch what they got in their cart you know look at what they have in there you learn a lot about people looking what they put in their cart i learned a lot about people's carts yeah i I learned a lot about women picking out cucumbers okay 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 (laughs) I think you're assuming a lot there. Oh, <laughs> whether it was assuming or not, it was very entertaining. So let me ask you this: Were those cucumbers sold by the pound or by the cucumber? I don't. If- I think women strategically picked out the right cucumbers for them. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> they spent a lot of time. Picking out cucumbers. I think that men shouldn't try to figure out what women think. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> and vice versa. Listen. 
whether that was the case or not, it was very entertaining to me. <laughs> Here's the thing about cucumbers, Frank. They tend to sell by the cucumber, so you don't want to get the little dinky one. Obstic- but if it's too big, it's going to be full of seeds. So I hate to pop your bubble. <laughs> I'm sticking with my story. <laughs> So we got to watch men pick out cantaloupes. Is that what you're saying? Or grapefruit? There you go. <laughs> what did they load in there? Cantaloupes, watermelon, or grapefruit? What's That's the... it. Which one or are grapes? they picking out? <laughs> That'll tell you a lot about men. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Oh, boy. I hope you don't think different of me now. <laughs> Uh, stay a little bit further away from me, Frank, when we sit together from now on. Moving my desk away from you a little bit more. Well, when you get those cucumbers in your salad now, you're going to think I, of me. I know. Well, how about, what, 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 what would your advice be to, you are both successful online daters now. You met, you met solid women. You've got good relationships. What would your advice be to the newbies? Just be careful. And, uh. Think with your head. <laughs> I, I would say, you know, keep plugging away. Eventually, you're going to hit hit on with somebody, and when it does hit, it you know, just it just works. That's it. You don't have to pretend yeah. or be anything. It just works. Yeah. Don't rush, right? Yeah. Don't but rush. Maybe you're lucky. I'll be the first person you meet, but chances are you won't. Could be. And you can't get discouraged. A lot of people I've talked to, they'll they'll bitch about the site and all that, but basically they were discouraged. They just they quit. And you can't. You got to keep plugging away. It's a job, is what it is. Uh, you know, spend some money and a cup of coffee and meet somebody. And who knows? You might actually like that person. And just be yourself. Yeah, don't, without a doubt. Don't yeah. Be, don't be fake. Without a doubt. If yeah. the person doesn't like you, they're not going to like you. That's right. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. be fake. I yeah. hate that. And yeah, and don't be hostile if they don't. <laughs> and I'd say women, you know. Do your do your homework, but be polite to these poor guys. I, it sounds to me like the women are a lot ruder than well, no, not by your statistics, but by just Personal, conversationally. Yeah. It sounds like women are a lot rougher on men than well, they, men are. They just seem a lot of them were just not happy, and you had to really watch your mouth. Okay, you say <laughs> and you say something that really you didn't take as nasty, and I've had women just blow up. One of them was politics; they just blew up. You know, well. Uh, and, Which is uh, to me is lame, but whatever. It is lame. It's important to I, them. I'm going to do a shout out to you that no, you're not confrontational in conversation, and no. if you can't have a discussion with someone about an opposing opinion, you're really cutting yourself short in just learning about other people and learning about perspectives. I think you know the more you learn about other people's perspectives, the more interesting life is. And that's a very difficult social skill nowadays. Yes, I agree. Very difficult. Because everybody wants to disagree on everything. Well, I think it's fun to disagree. It is But you don't fun. have to get mad about it. You can get mad, but even if you get mad, you still have to be civil about it. You can get passionate without getting mad at someone for how they feel about something. True. Very true. Very true. <laughs> and maybe pick up some communication skills where you actually know how to speak and keep somebody <laughs> interested or whatever. <laughs> Toastmasters. Yeah, Toastmasters. Toastmasters. Yeah, that was, when I was in yeah. Toastmasters, I think it was about $65 a year. Wow. It was an amazing, it really gave me a lot of life skills that I use to this day. And I want to say that none of these things in here were paid promotions. <laughs> right. <laughs> these were not paid promotions. Yeah, that's true. I don't yeah. get paid for nothing on here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's these true. are these are 
good things that are being recommended to the listeners That's for free. Right. That worked for, for us. That yeah. worked for us. <laughs> free recommendations. And if you're angry, maybe settle that anger before you go out and start trying to have relationships with other people. Because yeah. America is angry. Oof, the whole world is angry. The whole world the is angry. The world is angry. Very angry. So we, we, we go On, here? Online dating, thumbs up or thumbs down? I give it a thumbs up. You just have to be careful. Use your head. I give, I give a, it a thumbs up too, and I think it's maybe easier to screen online dating than it is somebody you meet in a bar. That's true. Yeah. And I give I give it a thumbs up too. Yep. And I uh, I feel sorry for all you women out there that get abused by us idiot men. We are idiots sometimes, but we can't help it. Just don't take anything personally on both sides. Yeah, yeah. So just be kind to each other. Yep. Just get along. Try to find your mate. It's a wonderful thing. Yep. Right. Yep. I, I agree, 100%. I agree, 100%. Yeah, it makes life a yeah. lot easier. You meet a lot of people, man. Target-rich site, man. Right? Yep. We all need to be happy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And having relationships is part of happiness. Sometimes. For some people. For most people. <laughs> Sometimes getting out of it is happiness, too. This is true. <laughs> yep. What does my friend say? Some people bring happiness coming and some bring them going. That's, well, that's in, a- the, in the famous words of Willie Nelson, divorces are expensive, but they're worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love Willie. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, we hope to see you next time. And I've said it already don't believe anything that you read on the internet. Ah, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> and half of what you hear, and be safe, go out, date, have a good time, wear a condom, don't be stupid, respect each other, and uh, let's make a better future. Have a great day, everybody, or night, or whatever, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. Take care. Good night. Bye. Bye.